Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Go ahead, sweetheart. Do me something. Can you take the lights down, lady? Because I, they are so bright, I can't even think. Please. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of the storm is a golden sky and this sweet silver snow of a bar. You can do it, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. Hold it together, buddy. You got this. The great Jerry Lewis. Walk on through the rain. Walk through the rain, people. Though your tree keeps Come on. Big finish, Jerry. You got this. You guys, not that I'm making light of Jerry Lewis or his telethon or Labor Day. Just bringing you back a little nostalgia. And of course, I'm letting you know that uh, unfortunately today we are walking alone. It's a very lonely Labor Day. Yeah, that's just how it goes, kids. And uh you know, I just, <laughs> Jerry was bringing me down a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. Just wasn't really working for me. <laughs> so we're going over to Casey and the Sunshine Band. And we're going to try to have a bit of a more positive Lonely Labor Day. Because I think what we're finding, at least in this 
spell of loneliness. You had my Lonely Guy Friday show. And on this very lonely Labor Day, <clears throat> yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, the people around me who are, quote, lonely or alone are ascending. And of course, I have mixed thoughts on that because I still think there's something behind the art of dissension. But I already am, I I'm already digressing. You guys, kids, and some of you older people will remember this. Going back to Jerry Lewis and those days of Labor Day weekend back when, I mean, there was probably like, he had done it for, I don't know, he had done it for like 60 years, but Labor Day, it was, uh, it was big. It was big. I just, in, I remember in the seventies, it was, uh, you, you were kind of summered out. You didn't definitely didn't want to go to school. Most of us didn't want to go back to school, but you were a little bit summered out and everyone would be in the house. If you were lucky enough to have the AC in the, in the one room, you know, which no one had central AC back then, at least the people I grew up with in. Um, but you would, watch the Jerry Lewis telethon that would go 48 hours straight or 20. I, yeah, I think it was be 48. I forget how many hours it was. I should actually look that up. And what would happen was, and I think it started in the late fifties or early sixties. It was a telethon for muscular dystrophy and Jerry Lewis would host it. And he would call in all of his friends in, in show business to come and perform throughout this 30 hour or ever, however long this period was. And um, by the end, he would always sing that song, You'll Never Walk Alone. And he would usually break down into tears. And uh, he'd have even like, uh, he'd be unshaven because that was the whole gimmick. He, he would go all night. He would host this thing all night. And, um, and it was so big, they would, they would cut away to every single state had their own telethon going at the same time. It was crazy. And, 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 uh, yeah, just a different, just a, a different time, you know, a different time. And so I, because I'm alone on this lonely guy, Labor Day weekend, I, I felt like I was in a time capsule because Saturday, um, there was the guy, there was a guy flying around in a plane threatening to crash into a Walmart. And it was one of the first times I'd watched live news coverage like that because I just kind of, I just feel like we don't really do that anymore. We get our news on, I don't know, social media, we Twitter. So it was just strange to be watching the live coverage of this person that hijacked a plane, hoping he didn't, you know, crash into this Walmart. And side note, I can't even believe how downhill the news has gotten because they just would just show one clip the same clip they kept repeating over and over, and then all the flashy headlines, and one commentator repeating the same thing. And when it kept going, maybe, I don't know how many minutes, maybe even a half hour after the person had landed and been put into custody. And it just goes to show you just how lame news has gotten. And I mean, ratings are down and they don't have the money they used to to have all those people out there. But, um, but anyway, I'm, I'm watching that in, in the house. And then there was a live wrestling event that Steve the Steamer was nice enough to remind me about that took place in England. So I'm watching that early in the morning here um, 
on the recliner. And yeah, I it just it took me back to my childhood of those days before school. Um, God, and listen, people, what you 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 young people, when the old people, we all complain about you guys. This this was the beginning of it. This is my, my generation. And again, I, I speak for myself. If, if all of you were working hard every summer and out doing tons of activities and things, good, good for you. But I was, this was before we were overstacked with activities. And it was, yeah, just eating junk food and sitting in front of the TV. Uh, and if you had a fan on you or an AC on you, great. And cable had just come. And that was the thing. So we would just, and then you video games. So, so we were just the original um, beginnings of the mess. And then with all that came how poorly we parented and taught. <laughs> so anyway, as I always say, we're all in this together and we should all share the blame. <laughs> but yeah, it just, it took me back to that time, a uh, very different time in our world and in our country. And today they like, Jerry and the Taliban on fire, as we all do, you know, with everything that starts out with good intentions, the apparently, and mo maybe it's true, supposedly they do not portray disabled people in the best light. Um, but I think in their, I'd like to think in their heart of hearts, a lot of people were trying to do good and trying to raise money uh, for a cause they believed in. But once again, as humans, we've, we have to urinate all over that. At some point in time, everything that starts out good has to go that way. All right, let's not get into that, people, okay? Because it's already a lonely enough Labor Day without that. Um, it's funny, you know, when you think about going back to the, you know, me being in the house on the recliner, you know, watching TV with the air conditioner on um, early in the morning in my, basically in my gym shorts and, and tank top from when I slept in the night before. And how happy I was. And I, I think, and I don't know if this is true for women. I see it in a lot of guys, though. I, I feel like a lot of us just like to get back to that happiest, this happiest or safest time in our life. And so for me, I think those times, why, and by the way, this is true of a lot of people in Hollywood, too. They, that's why you have a lot of nerds out here um, that end up getting successful. And there's a whole other can of worms with that because the, when the nerds get success, then they the stuff that they didn't really work out when they were younger, sorry, uh, <laughs> they take out on the rest of the world. Whole other discussion. But, um, you know, a lot of us, all we had was TV for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, there just was a, there's a piece to that and a, and a comfort. And I think we all try to get back there. And I think for other people, maybe, you know, who knows, maybe their glory days was going to bars, partying. I don't know. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, 
please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. I just see a lot of people try to get back to them. And, and I, I've talked to actually my therapists about it over the years. And I, I think as long as it is not unhealthy, meaning you're not hurting your body or hurting other people, you're not spending too much money, I, I think it's healthy to a degree. Um, Maria has a theory on fashion, which ties in. So Maria's theory is for a lot of people, men and women who have a certain fashion that's stuck in a certain time period from the past, Maria's belief is that it's from, uh, by the way, it shouldn't be saying this stuff. Maria should be saying it to you or, or not. So uh, forgive me. But I think it's pretty astute. She, her theory is that, you know, a lot of us, whatever our time was where we were happiest or having the most joy, felt the best. That's the style that we keep. So if it was the 90s, it was the early 2000s, whatever it was, the 80s, I, you know, it's, you kind of see that in people. And um, again, I don't know if that helps anyone to know that, but I just, like I said, I think it's interesting. But uh, yeah, there's definitely something about going back into the past, uh, going back into the cocoon, and feeling, uh, feeling, uh, yeah, better. And again, I think if just not taken to extremes, it's fine. Um, it's funny. I was thinking that uh, I see if Kelsey and Pooja were here, I would pitch them the idea of the Better Together Telethon. <laughs> um, by the way, it would be very easy to do. And... Um, I think at some point someone's going to do one. I mean, an online one. And if I did it, I would do it very kitschy. Um, brings me back to past ideas. And by the way, because it's a Labor Day, which is a legal holiday, people. And here I am working on this legal holiday. But I'll tell you, learned in the carny business. I was taught by the old carnies real fast that uh, the Saturday, a Saturday in the carny world is the same day as a Tuesday. And then as I got older and I worked for super successful people, they, they, they responded in the same way. Saturdays were the same day as Tuesdays. Sundays were the same day as Tuesdays. I mean, obviously making healthy choices, making time for your children, your loved ones, but not falling into that civilian mentality of, oh, that's it. It's my Saturday. Or, you know, the first thing I used to tell kids at AfterBuzz, guys, you know, if you're super protective over your weekends, that they're your day just to do whatever you want to do, whatever. I'm like, you're going to get 52 of them a year for the rest of your life, but you're not going to get many shots while you're in your youth and you have your strength and your energy to pursue your dream. And then you don't get many shots just in life to pursue your dreams because most dreams are really hard. That's why we call them dreams. And most dreams are hard to pursue and, and accomplish. Um, anyway. But I, it is Labor Day and I am working here. So, so you know, we've got some, uh, I'm hoping there's some good takeaway. But at the same time, this is some little inside baseball. <laughs> um, I, for the past 15 years, I have pitched, I haven't pitched the telephone, but I have pitched a global new year. And I guess I'm just putting it out into the ethos. Usually by year 20, Maria goes, oh, you know what we should do, Kevin? 
we should do a global new year. Or you know what we should do, Kevin? We should do after shows. You know what we should do, Kevin? <laughs> but it's not just Maria. I've, you know, anyway, I've, I've, along with the telethon, I have usually starts around this time of the year. And I don't think I'm going to do it this year because, um, you know, my, 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 my mantra in 22 has been, you win, you're right, can I go now? Um, so I'm going to stick to that. But if I wasn't, this would be the time that I would take out, it's a global new year. What is a global new year? Well, let me tell you, kids, it would be a digital version of Dick Clark, but updated, knowing that it, the generation, the most generations are in, on the second screen. And while, listen, Maria's done mainstream New Year's Eve, I, I would never say no if she offered that position. However, you know, I've said for years, we should just do our own. And um, so we've taken meetings, we've gotten excitement, do I have, but it's never gone through. And it's always the, they all think it's so hard to do. I'm like, guys, all I need to do is rent out a warehouse, put up some boxes. Have you seen Club MTV? Again, I'm gonna date myself. Have you seen American Bandstand? We do a 24-hour dance marathon, okay? So we make it a contest. We, we tape this, we go 24 straight hours with the Global New Year, we celebrate. We do countdowns for each time zone throughout the country. And, I'm, and I said, and I will find influencers that will even zoom in from all over the globe that will celebrate their new year in their language. And I said, I'm just basically gonna have a 24 hour party. And um, sponsors, all that stuff, you get, I'll handle the production. I'll lock down some cameras, I'll have remote cameras, I'll even have a small crew. It'll basically be the dances. And then all night long, people come and do it in LA, New York, Miami, wherever there's other stars around, all night long, have them all popping in. Easy peasy, right kids? But when I tell you the looks of confusion, <laughs> you would think, I do, why, why am I doing this? Oh, okay, because I brought up the, uh, the idea that we should do a, a better together telethon. Um, find a cause we believe in, but then just make it totally kitschy. Uh, as long as I can come out in the 70s tux and sing, you'll never walk alone again. Or maybe my version will be, um, you'll always walk alone. <laughs> oh, kids. Okay, listen. Let's take, a, let's take a, our first break. And then um, I want to get back and uh, I want to explore... I want to explore this notion. Expe expectations are the enemy of all that is good. Mm. Okay, when we get back. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but 
It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Listen, I'm getting sucked in by the great Sammy Davis performing Mr. Bojangles at Labor Day, at the Labor Day Telethon, at the Jerry Lewis Telethon. Once again, happy Labor Day. It's a just like Mr. Bojangles. It's a it's a lonely Labor Day, people. I'm watching Sammy sing this song with so much emotion. And of course he's alone. Nothing says lonely Labor Day like Bojangles. He danced a lick. There we go. Wow, Sammy was Frank Sinatra said, most talented man he ever met. Grab his pants, take a bit of stance. Well then, children. Onward. That's when he That's when he clicked his heels. Sammy just did a little jump there. Oh, I get sucked in. Kids, here we go. It's a lonely Labor Day. It's Uncle Kev with you. All the girls are off. And uh, yeah, you know, guys, I think I want to give credit where it's due. I don't know if this was The Minimalist or Dr. Kim DeRamo. But there was an, I remember it was a discussion. And sometimes I, you know, I listen to these self-help podcasts to fall asleep. And by the way, if you do that, um, I do have the phone far away. I'm on a, my, um, a far enough away, turned over so the blue light doesn't come near me. I have a pretty long extension cord for my earbuds. And the most important thing to me is I set a timer for like 15 minutes or sometimes 30. So it goes off and I can go to sleep. But if it stays on, and I don't know if you knew this, if you, you know, keep music or a TV on, a lot of people I know go to sleep with the TV on, your brain keeps working and it's thinking and it's processing. So I, you don't really get as deep of a sleep. So I, not that I sleep great as it is, but I don't get a deep sleep when I do that. So I'll go to bed listening to a lot of the self-help podcasts that are out there. And, um, and I, you know, I've heard from Ida Kendall, she, you know, she'll say to me, it, even if I fall asleep in the first five minutes, she's like, whatever you hear and you're still getting on some kind of level. Um, so I, again, I don't remember who had said this, this quote about expectations being the enemy of all that's good. Um, you know, one of the other notes I think that I took down in my brain was, you know, stop living up to your potential, start living in possibility. 
go from prediction to playful. Okay, so here's, I think, here's what my take on this was um, when you predict something that's going to happen in your, in your own life. Um, let's say something good. I'm going to win this. I'm going to get this raise. I'm going to uh, start this business. I'm going to, you know, pursue this or that. Um, an expectation's formed. And what happens with that is with expectations, like, listen, it's great. It is. It's great to have goals. It, it's, it is. It really is. It's nice to have those things. However, and again, I, you're, you're getting someone who has had nothing but expectations, <laughs> nothing but lofty goals, and has spent seven days a week for the better part of probably almost 30 years working that way. Now, yes, I have, I'm grateful because I have a lot of, a lot of success because of it, but also it has cost my body. And I'm at an age now where I realize you don't need to do that. You can have things that are better. You can be happier. You can be more fulfilled and you can be healthier by not living in that space. But getting back to, you know, when you have an expectation, chances are, yes, you can succeed. And with that expectation, you can fulfill that expectation. But here's the thing, interesting thing too, right? If you're expecting to win something or get a certain grade or get this raise, when you get it, how happy really are you? Not that happy because you expected it, right? But now let's flip it. You don't get it. And what happens? You're let down. So expectations end up leading more to letdowns. You know, Ida, this is from Ida Kendall, who I, you know, my sensei, more my sensei than my therapist. Um, she always would say, wonder, don't worry. So when it comes to expectations in the future, you'll wonder about them. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if this happened? Or hey, with any luck, maybe this will happen. Or rather than worry about it or obsess about it. Um, and I think it goes to staying present. You know, the things that are within your control, take care of them on a daily basis, but try to stay present and enjoy the ride and try to divorce from attachments to outcomes. And I've said that before to you, but I really did like that line, sometimes you need to put in a fortune cookie type of phrase, but expectations are the enemy of all that's good. Now, I don't know if that's true of all that's good. That's an extreme statement, but it's kind of cool that it kind of just gives you a little poke um, to keep you where you need to be. You know, so, and the older I get, the more that I realize how much better I am when I'm not in that place. I mean, I, again, I've gone to comedically, but also realistically, I'm, you know, I, it, it's comedy, but it's real. When I say you're right, you win. Can I go now? You know, when, whether it's politics or business or someone telling me, you know, judging me for who they think I am or not. Uh, even if I pitch them, let's say go back to global new year. No, that's a stupid idea. Okay. You're right. You win. Can I go now? And that's something, you know, I really do wish more of you would take to heart, especially when it comes, you know, we talked about it on Friday when it comes to asking for help, but even going out and pursuing your dreams. When someone says, no, it's a stupid idea. No, that that's dumb or that 
if you know in your heart it will work, you're right, you win, can I go now? Or I always tell people, thank you, next. Great, thank you, next. But again, it goes back to expectations, right? So when you go to pitch something, you're expecting them. But if you get rid of expectations, you just go in and you have your meeting, you pitch, or you ask for your help, and you're not expecting them to buy, you're not expecting them to help you yet, then you're fine. And, you know, I go to I, I, my friend, Andrew Lee, who owns Jerry Lee Clothing, my, someone I'm blessed to call a mentor um, in the better part of a decade. But one thing about it, Andrew is he is he doesn't he is so detached from a lot of that stuff. He rides the kitty roller coaster. He's when he's when he has a success, he's he's a little high. And then when he's got lows, he's a little low. But he really does keep it neutral. Going back to the late great Trevor Moad, but he keeps it neutral. But I, but I, he, I now I think of it, I don't see him having great expectations. It's always like, well, I'd like to do this, I'd like to do this, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll do this, but it's never those great expectations. And certainly when we've done, when he's, I've seen him, I, I had him, I'll name drop. So John Taffer is a, one of my dearest friends. So I brought John when I kind of got involved in John's career a few years back. I got him his reps, I got him new people, and you know we really kind of did a uh, 180 with everyone that was around him. And what I love about John is he it always gives me credit, which I, I'm so grateful for. But I brought John to Andrew because I said, hey, John, you've got, okay, more inside baseball, but again, it's, 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 uh, it's Labor Day. It's my day off, guys, so just indulge me, but you can learn from some of the things in my brain here, I hope. But with John, he's got Bar Rescue, okay? And I was saying to John, you know, every year you just keep going and asking them for more money. Now, I know we always civilians think or think that, well, they've got the mega bucks and they're making so much and they should pay me so much more. But sometimes that's not always the case. And sometimes, and you just have to be smart with this, sometimes you can ask for too much and then you make the show so top heavy that it's not worth producing anymore. I can't tell you how many shows they just stopped making them because everyone just costs too much money. I see it all the time. I think that's why Jay Leno, by the way, Jay Leno is a very kind man from my, all my interactions with him. Humble, decent. He'll, he, he, he's not an affected person at all. But he ended up giving back some of his money in his last few deals. So... He, and he said for the crew, so they could have the money. But the truth was that there was going to be no show because he was making too much money. So sometimes you have to weigh it out. And so anyway, so I said to John, I said, John, you know, you, there's other ways to make money that do. And I said, so do you have the freedom to promote what you want on the show? He's like, well, Kevin, yeah, because I bring everything in. You know, if you ever watch Bar Rescue... And let's say John gets all this new barware. It's like barware provided by Kev's barware. Well, it's John who's friends with Kev's barware who goes, hey, I'll give you a plug on your show. Give me all your free barware. So I said, well, John, there it is. They repeat the show 14 times a day. If we were going to advertise a product on that show, we'd be talking six figures, seven figures to do an advertising deal on Bar Rescue. And the fact that it doesn't the, the fact that it's even better than an ad, because if you did an ad during, you know, an episode of Bar Rescue, it would come and it would go. But if it's if it's something baked into the show, 
Well, that show is going to repeat over and over again. I said, so John, what's, what's missing here is you're supposed to be somewhere in that show, whether it's the ending or if we could even infuse it in naturally, we should be doing something for your business. So the idea we came up with was with, with, with Andrew, well, Andrew was like, well, I, I just bought it. This is why I love Andrew. It's like, well, I just bought a, a, a restaurant clothing line. You know, that we have all these amazing um, um, machine washable, you know, great, comfortable, fashionable, but, you know, affordable and then easy to wash. Um, and so I said, well, John, let's do a uniform line. Your restaurant wear in every show, especially the, the restaurants that are food. Let's get together and do this. And... Um, and I'll never forget when Andrew pitched John. He drove out to the middle of East Bum F because John was doing a bar in the middle of nowhere. And then Andrew created this amazing presentation to pitch to John. And he, he and by the way, like when we go to Apple's, to Apple's comparison, John's got a lot of money, let's face it. But Andrew is like, you know, just stupid wealthy. <laughs> And doesn't need to be doing that, driving there. But that's how passionate he is. And again, that's why probably he does, he is positive and he's happy because he's still working. And, and by the way, he probably still is successful because he's willing to do that kind of stuff. But after, you know, he just pitched, he just can't put all the stuff back in the, his bag and put it back in the car and that was it. And then, you know, unfortunately, it got turned over to the middle managers at uh, the big agency and, when they didn't smell money out of the gate, because Andrew was like, no, this is a partnership. We're going to split the money. And I was like, you want a partnership. You don't want to pay out. This thing's going to be advertised every day, probably the next 10 years or in perpetuity forever. You want ownership. You don't, you know, and anyway, they didn't get it. And so the deal died. But the thing is, Andrew never said another word about it. He was like, you think John's into it? He was like, oh, that would have been nice. And he was just on to the next. Thank you, next. So again, I think it's just, there's just really something in there about limiting expectations, staying present, uh, divorcing from uh, achievements and outcomes. I think it's, it's healthy to wonder, hey, would it be nice if this business was really successful? It'd be nice if this happened or that happened. But I think if you're moving and grooving like a snake baby, if you're just happy, in whatever you're doing in your day, and you can focus on that. And again, I know some of it seems mumbo jumbo. I, I get it because there are realities in life, and I fully understand that. But the more you can operate in the space, the happier you're going to be. And then I have just found, maybe because you're not so hung up on that expectation, there's more room in your life for things to come in. You know. And here's the other thing too. When you have those expectations, you do also limit yourself. And, and I'll, I'll end the segment on that note. You, you might be limiting yourself. Okay? Well, one, if it's all I'm ever going to be, all I want to do is this one thing, and you're focused on that one thing, well, you never know. The universe may have plans for so many other exciting things to come into your life. I'm sure John Taffer didn't expect at 60 to be super famous and on TV and successful. I'm sure of it. He might have had an inkling in the back of his head, hey, you know, I kind of have a funny feeling, maybe I will. But he wasn't pursuing that. But if he was so hung up on expectations, I'm sure it wouldn't have happened for him. 
So they can really limit you. And then the other thing too is, if you expect something even bad to happen, well, then you're going to go into protection, self-protection mode to make sure it doesn't happen. And then that's a whole other thing because that could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I've seen that a million times. You know, I always go back to someone I partnered with on a film. Well, they weren't a partner on the film. They were a quota partner, but they weren't putting up any money. They weren't, it was more of a mercy hire on my part. The Catholic Kev School of Business. That, by the way, that business, uh, excuse me, that school closed down. We had some allegations. We had some problems with our staff. But yeah, that school is... Uh, Closed down. But had you attended the, what did I call it? The Catholic Kev School of uh, Business? Yeah, you would just be working with, trying to hook up all your friends and, and everyone that comes around you. And I had done this with somebody, and this person kept saying, You're going to screw me out of this movie. You're gonna, I'm going to get screwed out of this. I'm going to get screwed. I always get screwed out of these things. I, and, and so by the end, so he his behavior throughout the process was based on that mindset. So, you know, I'm going to I'm going to hide a negative. So, you'll need me to to I can blackmail you basically. Um because I'll have the negative and you won't be able to cut this film without me or I will take all the contact. I just doing all these behaviors. So, by the end, yeah, of course you're you're you've made that happen. Yes. You are screwed out of the film, but you made that happen. You put that out there. But again, see, those with it, that's an example of how expectations can hurt on both ways. Not just the good expectations, but the bad one as well. Okay, kids, listen. We're going to take a little breaky break. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, back, the back-to-school mentality. It is the fall, kids. And I think um, we have another, what I like to call a milestone moment to get our mindsets in the right place and over the next two or three weeks i'd like you to do it okay all that and not a lot more when we get back on this lonely labor day episode of better together with maria menounos all right friends let's talk about something we all do snack trust me i've definitely overindulged in the past but as you know i am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. 
I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Waze new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Waze seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try No hell below us Above us only sky Imagine all the people Right, see, even John Lennon knew no expectations, live for today. The great John Lennon and Yoko Ono performing on the Jerry Lewis Labor Day Telethon back in 1976. And here we are on uh, this very lonely Labor Day. I should add on telethon. Let me look at the board. See if I had Kelsey here. By the way, could you imagine how fast Kelsey would sign up and not only be part of the telethon, but put it all together? I could just hear her now. Fuji too. <laughs> Fuji's pretty DFC. You know what DFC is? Down for the cause. Yeah, who's down to... Uh... Yeah, I'm not the only, and I'm not the only dreamer either. I think we can have a better together telephone. Why not? In a global new year, but definitely a better together telephone. Imagine we could have all performances. I want to have the big board too to go to. Anyway, I digress. What a surprise! Imagine no possessions. Well, I don't know about that one, John. I there's a couple of things I like. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of things. If I just have a couple, of, by the way, speaking of possessions, kids, you know, I, 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 I so it's this maybe is going to be a little random. So, my dad, his dream was to have a house on Martha's Vineyard, and uh, he made that happen the last couple of years of his life. Built it himself, or worked with the builders, whatever. He was there swinging a hammer, that's for sure. And those last few years, he was he, he was young. He was you know younger than me, but he he got to enjoy it. And he was very proud. A little modest house, and uh, mother, who's been trying to sell it for years, I'm selling it, and I'm like, okay, no, you're not selling it, mother. <laughs> and by the way, not out of selfish reasons, but I am of the belief. Okay, so here's a little lonely guy tip for your parents or for you. I believe that uh, 
it's a world of two retirements. I think there's a retirement in your 60s, maybe your late 50s if you're lucky. That's going to happen. And then I believe there's a second retirement that you will experience in hopefully in your 80s, maybe your late 80s, maybe even your early 90s. And that second one is when you need to maybe have a full-time caretaker or you need to go to assisted living. And I just was like, mom, you know, we had a house in Winchester and the same thing. My dad was, um, you know, came from nothing and um, was a construction laborer. And I've talked about the three jobs he worked. He was a fireman. He was a construction laborer. And on the weekends, he, he would pour cement on his own um, and just never had more. I don't ever remember him honestly having more than three or four dollars in his pocket. He just gave it all to my mother um, and for us. But he knew enough to say, I, I want to get to There's a town. Winchester it was a very nice town. And he knew it was, he knew the real estate there was, um, was valuable. And he, his whole thing was buy the worst house in the best area. And so we found this like dump that was a total fixer. And, you know, I look back now and I, I wish I were older and not as lame as I was back then. Cause I would have helped him renovate the house. But it, you know, here was this guy who was, you know, five foot seven, five foot nothing. I, I, I don't know how he did it. He never slept. He would work. He would construction labor by day. No. And then, yes. And then he would, he would shower. He'd come home at four o'clock, jump in a quick shower. He would make us dinner, which is unbelievable. And then he'd go and fight fires at night. And on the weekends, he would, you know, take always our secondhand car. Um, and the trunk would, he, we would dump sand in the back of the trunk uh, or cement, whatever. We would literally mix in the back of the trunk. And um, he, he was just a masochist. And he just worked around the clock. And, you know, he ended up, his body just gave out at the end. And they even having to renovate that house in Winchester was part of what killed him. But that being said, it was, he was right. It was very, very, very valuable. And when he died, my mother was like, nope, I want to get a new condo. And I just remember saying, mom, do not, not yet. Do not hang on to this. And there'll be a time for that. Oh, it needs all this work. It didn't. And then Frankie, her new, her new boyfriend, who was amazing, was like, oh, I would love to live here and I'll help. With, I'll do the work. Don't worry. We'll get it fixed. No, no, no. Anyway, and I remember when she told the rest of the family my thoughts, they said, why would you listen to him? He's a failure. And at the time, well, you could have thought of me as that. I was bankrupt and Marie and I were in an <laughs> unfinished basement alone, and you, some most of you know that story. So uh, they didn't listen to me, and she sold it for peanuts, and, uh, and now the house is worth literally worth millions. And now would have been the time to sell it. But when this came, when she started talking about selling the vineyard house, I put my foot down and said, okay, well, now you can't say I'm a failure anymore, so um, you need to listen to me. And I said, I'm just going to throw down because it's for your own good. I said, if you do this, I'll, that's it. We're not going to be, we're, I'm not going to be talking to you. This was 10 years ago. I said, it's not the right time to sell it. You know, you, yes, you, I, I, you're always going to have me to take care of you, but I know my mother, she's super independent. She wouldn't want me to take care of her. Uh, she's her own boss, her own person. And I said, I just want you to have the freedom. So anyway, now's the time she's 80 and she's like the commute there. Okay. So now is the time to finally do it. And, um, but I want to, the reason I bring it up is talking about possessions is I, uh, I want to go see the house. I want to say goodbye. 
to the house. And uh, I didn't get to say goodbye to the Winchester house because I was in the middle of fighting for my film at the time in my life. And um, they wouldn't even, I mean, I remember saying, can Marie at least go in and Joe go in and pack my stuff? No. Oh, family, how wonderful. So whatever was left of my childhood, you know, I got what I got. However, it'll tie back to the three possessions that I did get and or I was able to hunt down um, that matter. And I'll tie it back to the lessons and all of this. But anyway, so I really want to be able to say goodbye to this house. And um, now I'm finding out it might not be possible. I'm like, really? Like, no, because of this, this, and this. And, like, and, I'm, and now I'm in an age where I'm like, listen, I'll just go <laughs> I'll get a locksmith. I'll go into the, my father's house, and I will go in, and I will say goodbye to it, and, and then that'll be that. But, um, you know, I'm not going to. I could do that. But it got me thinking, like, do I really need to? You know, do I really need to? The memories are in my mind. I don't really need to. And I just always felt with that house, it was the last thing of the family and my father. And so for years I said, you know, I'm going to just, I'll buy it. And I know she wouldn't sell it to me. Um, but because I'm, you know, I was raised by my life coach, Captain Lou. And as you guys all know, Captain Lou taught us all how to move and groove, baby. Like we're a bunch of snakes. I would just find one of my friends to buy it and then buy it off them. And none of them would have known. So if your family members listening, yeah, that would have been me. Uh, and by the way, I remember saying to my mom, mom, I'll buy it. And the family, the rest of the family that I don't even talk to, they can all use it. I don't care. It would stay in the family. Everyone could use it. I don't care. It's not about that for me. As long as the one weekend, I don't know, maybe every three years I go there, you know, I get to just think of dad. But I think through work on this show and, you know, because Maria was, Maria was like the idea. But then as I was thinking and I was thinking of my dad and I was I remember my dad being, I just heard him in the back of my head saying, son, like, you, I want you in a better house. Where's your beach house? <laughs> like, this is nice. And I, I love that you, you know, want, you cherish my memory, but, you know, it, it's okay. It's not, I'm not here. Let it go. And in this, because uh, when I think of it, like, is that the house I would buy? No. Is, uh, is it practical for me to have a house that's on Martha's Vineyard, which I already have a six hour flight to Boston. Then I would have another hour flight there. Then on the island, you don't have the amenities. And I'm like, I'm getting to an age and remind me to tell you guys a powerful quote somebody gave me about ages 55 to 65 that should sink in with everybody that um, I heard from an old friend. I'm going to see, I got to write these things down because I don't have Kelsey to remind me. Because there's probably already things I said in the segment saying, uh, I'll get back to this, but I probably won't. So forgive me for my COVID brain. <clears throat> but, um, you know, when I think of possessions and how they end up weighing you down, I mean, listen, I, I do so much for, um, for my cars. But the cars do bring me a lot of joy. They do. But... They're a lot, you know, every other month, another one needs to be smogged or every now one's leaking oil or, you know, you know, but I really do get energy off driving them and I do enjoy them and I don't, um, and I'm practical with how I get them. But possessions really do just weigh you down and like, all I'd be signing up is for more work. And when I, going back to super successful people, I noticed how non-sentimental they were 
and how they weren't attached, weren't attached to physical possessions. You know, they liked nice things, they had taste for finer things, but they weren't attached. You know, I very famous family I know right now just sold their house. And I, I remember talking to the three kids who were also very famous. And I said, oh, I was sad for you guys because that's your childhood home. And they were like, no, actually, we, no, we're, we're, we like the new place. It's way better. It's got this, it's got that. And I realized like that family, super close family, by the way, beautifully close, just had the right idea that just not attached. And I've noticed that with super successful people. Now, conversely, I will tell you with people who aren't as successful, I don't want to say failures because that's not nice, but people who aren't as successful are the ones who are so attached to these physical items. And, and it almost gets borderline hoarder, but I see where there's a, they're not, I can see why they're not as successful in life, you know, because their time is being spent on possessions um, maintaining them and, 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 and or, or, or just the fact that you're surrounded by them. Even Kipper, I said to, you know, I said to Maria, cause she still has, you know, cause of how they grew up very, very poor. We had a couple of twin beds in one of the rooms forever. And, you know, because when I was making movies back at the house in Connecticut, I, you know, would always have the twin beds. So my niece and a friend would come or whoever would come, they'd stay there. And I said, Maria, you know, I, right now I, I, I need an office. So I have one bed there. So someone stays over, but I don't have room for a second bed. I need my desk. And so she's like, well, we can put the bed in the basement. We can put it here. We can put it. You just clutter. I said, Maria, bless it and let it go. Let's, let's find out if somebody poor or in need needs it, but we don't have a need for it. And all you're gonna, we're going to do is store it. And eventually it's going to go moldy because it's a mattress. Just let it go. But... I, I, you know, because she's back east right now. And I said, Maria, less is more. And even here, I've been doing a little bit of dehoarding and donating more stuff. Um, but when you have less, you feel lighter and you can do more. You can move and groove even better um, when you have less. So with Martha's Vineyard House, you know, I, I, I've come to the conclusion I don't need to own it. I actually don't even need to go back and see it. The, but I but I'm sensitive to having some possessions that are meaningful. So with my dad, thankfully, his, he, being a fireman, he had three fire helmets from when he was a private, a lieutenant, and a captain. And they're really cool because they, they're dented. Each one has a story about flaming doors that fell on them. And I remember finding out, and interesting enough, this is so indicative probably of my family, they were in a, the trash. Um, you know, when he, he, he was disabled and, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't, just didn't care. I don't know if he put them in the trash or who did, but I know he didn't care. And I pulled them out and I put them on display in my room. And I remember at the end when he was, you know, probably a month before he died, he had his cane. It was the last time he made it up the stairs um, for, to, to my room. And uh, he said, you know, I really love that you honor me and you put this up here. Because at first, when I remember doing it, he'd be like, ah, being a fireman, he was, he was bitter about it his experience. But at the end, he was grateful. And, and um, I've gone to great lengths to preserve these three helmets. And to me, I, I've always said to me, it's the only physical possessions that really matter to me are those three helmets. And that's all I need. And sometimes the less you have, 
in that space, the more valuable it is to you. So, but I've also come to a place of, God forbid, if something happened to this house and I lost those, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Um, but yeah. And uh, I don't know, something to, something to hold on to. Um, listen, I'm going to finish it there. Guys, uh, well, I'll come back with some. So how about this? Who knows? Let me, let me, let me, let me think. LMT. Let me think. Maybe there's a, um, who knows? Is there, could there be a lonely Labor Day bonus? Never know. All right. Maybe when we get back. As a first time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> well, it's a very lonely Labor Day bonus. Can I tell you one of the things I love about Labor Day, and this, about retro Labor Days, and there's still a little, little bit of this left, radio on the Labor Day weekend. It's always the end of summer, and they play the top 500 greatest hits of the 60s or the top 100, top 500 classic songs of all time. And um, I think they're assuming that everyone is away for their last weekend or at their last cookouts or doing whatever they're doing. And uh, it just used to be a big deal. Like, oh my God, what's number 10? What's number one? And I bring it up because I, you know, I still have Sirius XM because I still have friends there, Howard and, and Sam Roberts and Jimmy. And um, so I, I try to try to keep up with them if I, as best I can. But what was cool, because I think it was Classic Rewind, had the whole 500 songs counting down. And I was just driving around in uh, one of my older cars. <laughs> I don't know. It just brought me back to that time. Now, does that mean anything to you? I don't know. See if Kelsey and Pooja were here, they'd be like, I don't, we have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, kids, I will tell you, it is Labor Day though. And by the way, I probably should have looked up the history of Labor Day, what it even means. I mean, it should be the, right? The last, is it to honor? people who've labored their whole life. I don't feel like we really do that. 
But I think if you can remember what my friend Filthy said back in the carny business, I think I've told you guys about Filthy. Filthy Phil? Filthy Phil wasn't a made guy, as we would say. Filthy Phil was... Um, Filthy, Filthy Phil was uh, probably more of like a... More of a good fella, I would say. He was that guy. But he was the one who coined the, the phrase that uh, I subscribe to to this very day. And that is... You can scam all you want, but you got to work. So, on Labor Day, let's keep that in the back of our head as we move forward with our labors, our work. You can scam all you want. You can have 10 different scams. You got 20 scams going. Oh my God, if you guys knew how many scams I have in the fire right now as my uh, recording device falls. Tell me that's not the angels. <laughs> Give me a little bit of a you and your scams. Anyway, here's the thing. This was this is what he meant by it. We took a different meaning, but what he meant was uh, the first when you're in the a good follower in the mob, or you're committing all of your crimes, or we'd like to say just. And infractions, transgressions, they, they had a positive way of saying it. It was like my drunk friends never said they were, um, never ever copped to being drunk or unruly when they were drunk. It was always they were overserved. So I think it, I forget the, the terms that these guys would use for their crimes and scams. Great movie, by the way, The Freshman. And Marlon Brando says, this scam, this is an ugly word, this scam. Needless to say, um, when, uh, when you're in that lifestyle, the popo, the police tend to come after those who are not working. They're not working a, a legal job, but yet they'll have the Cadillac. They'll have, you know, um, a nice house or whatever. They'll have a lot of material items, but yet they don't have a job. So it's usually a tell that they're committing crimes. But if you have a W-2 form to show, um, then you're in much, 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 much better shape to be able to scam. So that was the whole thing. It was like, you gotta work. You have to have a, a, a job where you're taxed legally uh, and you get that W, uh, Get that W-2 form. Then you can scam all you want. So usually for those guys, <laughs> they, of course, like everything, took it way too far. So anytime, and by the way, this jobs, like a city job or those kind of jobs, oh, they loved them. They loved them. But once you get one of those things, it was like, it was on. I knew, I knew one guy, I, it was, it was, Anything he was, anything he was doing that was on the level, he was personally offended by. When I tell you the, whether it was parking passes to park wherever he wanted, like everything was an angle on everything. But he knew that he could scam all he wanted as long as he worked. Now, the meaning I always took away, the real meaning I took from it was 
in life, you have to work hard. There's, if you, if I, I think we're happier when we work hard. I think we have more value. I feel like self-value, self-worth. I feel more, more productive. And we're more productive when we work hard. And everything to extreme obviously is a bad thing. But I think when you are working hard and you're focused, you can scam. So now, my version of scam is if I'm going to have, we used to have a big blow for Maria's birthday, it was anything goes. We would, I, I, we would spend all the money we needed. We'd invite everyone, um, every human being we knew. People would fly out from other parts of the country to be there because why? You know, we work. And we work really hard. So therefore, we can scam all we want. We can have as many scams going as possible because we work so hard. So we always took it that way. You know, you can have fun. You can, um, you can do crazy things like I did this Labor Day weekend. You want to, want to talk about crazy? You want to talk about stepping into my power, people? I'll, I'll, I'll go better together right now. I will, get a, I will migrate away from regular guy Friday and a, this, this lonely guy Monday. I, lonely Labor Day Monday. I'll migrate away. I'll go better together. You guys are going to be proud of me. I stepped into my power. How about, how about that? I stepped into my power. And you know, you know what I did? Forever, guys. We, um, we've got our bar, the Taffer Bar. So we mentioned John Taffer earlier. John, built. we had a bar forever in this back room. John renovated, made it really cool. And it's like any cool bar. When you go there, you just kind of feel good. And so I always feel good when I'm in there. But Maria went a little Chris Jenner with me. That's what I say with the furniture in there. What I mean by that is it looks fabulous. It really does. Maria's got amazing taste, but it's so uncomfortable. And, um, and I'm like, oh God, if we did, like sometimes she's like, can we watch TV in the bar? I'm like, yeah, but you know, guy's gotta have his recliner. I gotta have my, you know, we've talked about, we've had recliner talks and discussions before and they make recliners that look like high-end chairs Little do you know, you hit a button, you pull a lever, and boom, you're reclined. Anyway, we have these uncomfortable chairs. But because of Better Together, I decided to step into my power. And I took one of the recliners from the kitchen and, um, oh, yeah, moved it into the bar room. So for my lonely Labor Day, I've been on my recliner in the bar with all the bar lights on, happy as a clam, stepping into my power. Now... <clears throat> between us, I will be stepping out of my power before Maria gets home and moving it back. <laughs> but for the minute, I stepped into my power. But again, why? Why can I do that? Because I do the work. I do the work. I work really hard. So guess what? Because I work so hard and I'm so ahead of the game, I can scam. And what's my scam? I'm going to move my recliner into the bar room, and I'm going to watch, oh, I don't know, I'm going to binge watch some TV, which I did and have been. A lot of good shows out there too, kids. Anyway, as we, uh, as we end this very lonely Labor Day, guys, remember, you can scam all you want. You just got to work. So keep laboring, okay? But remember... Your labor will pay off in this one way. If even it's this one way and this one way only, 
you got to scam. So kindly relay all of your scams to us on Patreon. Would love to hear it. Can't get enough of the scams. Can't get enough of the chicken song either. Right? That's what I think. Anyway, kids. Well, you know, I feel like they need to... Wait a second, what? Oh, I believe the gods are talking to us. Ooh, how'd you like that crossfade by DJ Kevy Kev? I don't know, Pooji here. Are we really going into classical gas? I bet you this made the top 500 Labor Day songs of all time. Anyhow, kids, oof. I hope um, all of your Labor Days were not lonely, but if they were, maybe I made them a little less lonely. And um, I want to say, guys, you really, you, you know, Patreon, the comments you get, I really want you to know Maria really receives them, as do I, as does Kelsey, as does Pooja. But you know what? It's like, it's sometimes that extra boost. Because when, especially when you're doing this stuff alone, it's hard, you know? It's hard. So I really appreciate that. And I'm thinking, um, you know, on Regular Guy Friday, we have our little outro, right? Which is, uh, I don't know, try to remember what life is. What life's about help people uh, learn from mistakes. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, have fun. And then Maria's is be nice people, make good choices, and be present, right? I think the lonely guy outro is this. Remember, it's all about being popular. Number one. Number two, it's all about getting likes on your social media. And number three, do whatever you need to do. Change who you are, dim your light, whatever it takes to achieve one and two. I think that's the uh, that's going to be the official Lonely Guy outro. <laughs> anyway, you guys, happy Labor Day weekend. Do not stress about end of summer, guys. You can look at it as end of summer, or you can see this as beginning of the holiday season. Let's go. We've got foliage, apple picking, football, hot cider, Halloween, must I continue to keep going? Anyway, it's all good, kids. One love. Stay lonely, Seattle. <laughs>
Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.